You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode 18 of the League podcast, Menage à Trois. Angelo, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I think everything's going well. We're a couple of days late on the podcast. We had some professional responsibilities. We had some family responsibilities. Obligations. But we're getting this done. So yeah. uh, let's get into this. We've got a good show today. Yeah, we've got a, a actually a crazy good show uh, for everyone. Uh, do you want to just start and jump right into our first uh, our first topic? Yeah, well, let's you know let's explain what our big topic is going to be today. Menage a trois. We're going to talk about the best uh, lines in the NHL based on the statistics, and we're going to rank them based on how they're doing uh, in the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. So that'll be a fun one to talk about. I'm I'm looking at your list. Your list is a bit different than mine. So I can't, oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's really gonna, uh, this is going to be actually quite but interesting. Let's start about. We got two. There are many players that are um, have had a great uh, week or two, but there are two that are standing out uh, to me. One's in net in Vegas. Mark Andre Fleury he seems to be getting a shutout every time he plays now. Yeah, he's what is he ranked now in terms of? He's uh, got to be number one. Yeah, it's inc- it's incredible. Every time he he basically uh, uh, is is starting, it's uh, either ultra low. Uh, let's see what the rankings are. Sorry, yeah, ultra low um, goals against, or yep, there you go. Look at his number goal. one. His PR seven is thirty six point four five. Like that's a number you rarely see. So the guy's on fire. That team's getting healthy, and uh, I think the return of uh, Nate Schmidt is really making a difference for them. It's, because it's, they're on fire. Yeah, it's it's interesting because again, such a slow start. Uh, well, I won't say a slow start, but a start that's so different from last season. And you, you saw Carlson being dropped and picked up and dropped and picked up again. And you're seeing some more movement from players, again, last season that didn't happen. And now you're having, uh, I guess, they're hitting a nice groove and stride right now. And, and Fleury is just, he's amazing. Yeah, two shutouts in his last three games, 965 save percentage. What more can we say? So Marc-Andre Fleury, Nick in a box, way to go. That's pretty impressive. And then our second guy. Uh, is Line A. That's uh, well. What do you say to, to Line A? I get the guy. The guy is uh, is uh, completely uh, on fire. He is. He is. He is uh, warmed right up this season. I, I don't see a slow start, but I mean, again, kind of like kind of like a uh, a flurry, a bit of a, a different start there. And and now uh, in the last uh, in the last couple of games, he's just been. Uh, been going crazy. Well, remember back in, uh, I think it was episode 13, our early season studs and duds, we, we recognized Line as having a really, really terrible start to the season. Um, and he's he's on fire. Eight goals in his last four games. Uh, yeah, and uh, and 17 shots on, on net from those eight games. But, you know, he had that huge, massive game against St. Louis. Uh, and then and then just, uh, just last night against Chicago, another two goals. Uh, I don't think anybody is... Uh, is is doubting that he's he's back. He that was his hundredth goal or something too. He celebrated or, or I think over. Yeah, he's like the fourth youngest yeah. guy to ever. Yeah, score so goals. real deal. Um, I think it's probably because he shaved his beard off. That was a terrible beard. Yeah. Hey, did you hear that uh, guy from Winnipeg uh, won a million bucks when he scored that fifth goal? I, I yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I wish we had grocery stores that did that. I here. know we don't have that, and no, Sobeys doesn't do it. I think we should get a million bucks if you ever hit a hundred points in the pool. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that would be like winning a lottery for me. It would be. Good Lord, oh, man. Yeah, so Fleury and Line A, I mean, just what a week that they have had. And, again, for the managers that have them, uh, congrats. You're reaping the re- rewards on those two awesome, awesome fantasy players. Yeah, so, yeah, shall we get into some Max and Pace? Yesterday we sent an update. <laughs> 
we're at the 30% mark in the year. Uh, you know, Kelsey's doing her job on the app, and everyone had a little update yesterday. What'd you think of that? Uh, I'm I'm happy where I am. I'm just wondering um, again by looking at some managers here, are they too far in uh, in terms of being over to start reeling things back at, in, in a re at a reasonable amount, a reasonable level? Uh, because they're so over. Uh, that's like, I just start asking these questions and like, because I know like um, Warren goes like full out at the begin beginning and the halfway point of the season and he always, he usually always maxes out, I won't say quite early, but earlier than other managers. And I'm just wondering now because I'm seeing some of these, these, these overages, it's, you know, is it almost too late for them to start reeling back? What, what, what do you think? Well, Warham does this every year, but his his numbers are so insane. Like Mike Hughes, he's a first year uh, GM. I'm sure you're going to want to talk about his place in yeah, the standings well, later yeah, on. Yeah, and Mike just doesn't know a whole lot right yet. You're right. He's learning. He's learning. I guess he's in the past for you in the rearview mirror, right? As he would say. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. He's. I'm looking. Well, we'll talk about winners and losers in a second. So, so Mike, he, he's still in his diapers in the pool. He and, is. Yeah. And so we give him a pass on the on yeah, the. That's uh, right. He's, but he, right now he's pacing at 14 games over at center, 13 at left wing. So he's way over. And Warham does this every year, and I don't get it. So last week he picked up um, Couture from San Jose. Yeah. Who is a center. But And I think he picked him up because he's, he's, he's having a great season. And that's okay. But he's 16 games over yeah, at that's center true. already. So I know. Why, like, you know but why is he doing it? Again, he, he, always, he always monies or is close to money. So the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's just and it's I think very that perplexing to me. It, that bothers me because I kind of try to manage my my, my uh, team somewhat, and, somewhat, and I never, I yeah. So yeah. then our our other managers, um, Aiden and Zoltok, they're a bit over, but that's it, they're very manageable games right now. If they set a guy here and there, they would be right at pace. Uh, PMF Heisenberg, myself, uh, Hennessy, and you, we are kind of at an ideal pace yeah. at either zero, minus one, plus four, so not too bad. And then Nick in a Box and uh, Bullby, Whiskey Dick, Van Dyke, they got to get a few more games in. Yeah. If you fall too far behind, you get an injury. Then you're, then you're filling in games with players who aren't good fantasy players. Yeah, I'm looking at Nick. Nick is a minus 13 in D, and that, that may just go um, with the whole idea that D is really hard to acquire, and he's maybe not wanting to put somebody on the ice that's, you know, that's available from the free agent wire that's going to get you know, massive minuses on the night or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So for me, I, I look at two things are glaring out at me. Uh, Nick needs to get a defenseman. And uh, the other big one for me is Bowlby and uh, Warham need to acquire a goalie. And so does Heisenberg. Yeah. So Bowlby's minus 14, Heisenberg minus 19, Marshawn minus 17. Because they got to get to that. Remember, we've got the new rule. you got to play 80% of your games. So oh, they, yes. So they need to acquire they get a goal caned. at some point. Yeah. Is it caned? It is caned. Yeah, they get caned. Is that what it is? Yeah, the, cane. the caning. The caning. Uh, well, look at Gump there, too. Gump is, is, is at Uncle Martian is at uh, minus 18 oh, at yeah, D. He needs a D. So that, he needs a big D. Is that, is that fair to say? Gump needs... I've known him for a while, yeah. Okay. He needs a big D. Okay. okay. On that note... Okay. That was a good one. Okay, that was a so good one. If winners and losers. Are we, are we are we moving on quickly here to winners and losers? I think so. You know what? Uh, we'll send out the every ten percent of the season. So at the forty percent mark, I'll send out another one. Uh, but I think we're actually everyone knows their max and pace better yeah. than any other year because we're getting these up. I'm hopeful that Allison will send it out before you. She's gone. No, actually no. Kelsey. Kelsey's gone. gone. Allison. Allison's starting gone. to happen. She's doing a great job. Yeah, so. she is. So uh, let's go to our winners and losers. Let's start with. Um, 
Before we do that, did you notice in the standings last night, uh, I know that you're not in this range. No, I'm, I'm not. Thank you for, for mentioning no it. No problem. Um, positions one through five right now uh, are currently separated by only five points. So Heisenberg's in fifth place with 106 points. PMF is in first place with 111 points. So you've got five managers right there that on any given night can jump to first place. Yeah, this that's is, awesome. It is actually exciting, and 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 we'll talk about this in just a second in terms of the 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 the, the plus minuses of, of of the week because there's been some massive changes here. But I think this leads to going into going into Christmas. The Christmas season uh, leads to some excitement other than just presents under the tree. So. I think you usually don't see this many managers so close to the top. So oh, no. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, like, and it was changing. It was so – last night I was watching it, and it was changing constantly here or there, minus one, plus one. It's good stuff. Well, just, I, I think just, just before we get to our winners and losers, let, let's see how some of these races are fairly tight. Like, look at goals, right? So you have Heisenberg at, with 87 goals. Uh, Gibby at 87, U at 88, PMF at 90, Bowlby at 90, and then Warms at 103. But look how tight that is. And then even um, Mike and Gump with 83. That's the the amount of the amount of space between managers and breathing space is is, is pretty close in some yeah. categories, right? Well, same with power play goals, power play points, uh, shorthanded points are really close. Wins for our goalie category, shutouts. You know, they're making pretty, uh, you can make pretty significant gains or you can drop on any given night in those categories. Yeah, like if someone has, like if a line A has another five goal night or, you know, a player has, you know, gets two goals or three assists or something like that, a five point night, it's having massive impact. Yeah, I see Bolby. I think Bolby's going to win the goalie category because line A is just on fire. He might win it by himself. Yeah, that's pretty pretty incredible. All right, so let's get to let's start with I think yeah let's start with losers this week because I think we started with winners last week. I All can't right. remember. I'm just gonna I just like the loser category. Let's do it. Okay, so in third place in our loser category is myself. I dropped five and a half points uh, this week. I am down to one hundred eight point five. What happened? Uh, nothing really. It's all good. That's you know what I was up to one hundred and eleven last night. So. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. As long as I can kind of maintain this hundreds while my, my guys get healthy. Yeah, you're at the injury bug still. So I'm very satisfied. I don't care that I dropped five. Uh, as long as I don't drop out of the hundreds, then I'm not going to make any trades at all. I'm going to stand pat. So, so number two there is Hennessy. Oh, poor Hennessy, man. What yeah, a season he is having. Like, he's having ones across the board. Like, He's this at 37 and, and a half points. The last time we saw a champion oh. do this, it was the 1995-96 New Jersey Devils, I think. They won the cup, and then is, they missed the playoffs. This is, yeah, this is incredible. And you look at, again, you look at his team. He's got, you know, he's got some interesting good players on there, and, and it's just he, nothing is clicking. So at what point does Hennessy, I mean, it would take nothing short of a miracle yeah. for Hennessy to finish top three. Yeah. You know, maybe he can climb into eighth, seventh, sixth. Who knows? That would be a, a small miracle in itself. At what point does, does he retool for next year, you know, and pick up four keepers that are quality and affordable so that he has some money at the draft? Yeah, do, like he's got assets for sure, right? Like, you know, he's got a Jamie Benn that, that – Never or, heard never heard of Jamie Benn. No, or, or Malkin or, or – yeah, no, you never tried at never all. Never tried to get Jamie But he's Benn. got – clear assets here that uh, other managers are pining after and I think I think here too is if I'm in a situation which I'm not far from it let's be honest um, it's got to be on on your mind and 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 taking a second think okay how can I can secure still have fun in the pool 
right? Still enjoy it, but secure myself for, for the next season. I don't know. Um, the biggest loser, can I say this one? I, I think you can take great pleasure in saying dropping minus 15.5 points in only seven days. Is the white flame, Flame Blanca, Mike, who has had, in my mind, a completely amazing week uh, and is now down to uh, a stunning 62 points and, again, dropping another point and a half last night. So You know what his week reminds me of? A stadium explosion. You ever watch? The implode. Yeah. He's imploding on himself. Yep. 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 The rumble started early in the week, and now we just saw the full collapse of his building. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, don't, I don't know how to what, what, what we can chalk all this up to. Um, maybe it's bad management. I don't know. Um, but but uh, he's had uh, a heartbreaker. Yeah. I, I'm. You know what? I, I was crying earlier. Before we got on here, looking at his team. Now, I did, I did say this before we, we started shooting this. Watching the battle between uh, you and him, <laughs> kind of going between eighth and ninth place, reminded me a lot of when you watch Formula One racing. Oh, and see, Warren would get this analogy. He's a huge uh, F1 fan. I did not know this. Yes. So Formula ra uh, One racing, if you, were, you ever watch it, they often won't show who's in first because the person who's in first isn't going to be caught. And there's no chance of any level of passing. So they'll focus on the, the cars that are sort of close, but completely out of it. So a sixth and seventh place car battling yeah. it out in a corner yeah. or something. So you guys are the Formula One cars of this. You're not, uh, I don't know who's winning in Formula One this no, year. McLaren? Yeah, sure. Uh, Ferrari? But, but, but I think in this. You're neither of those. But to extend this analogy, I think, you know, I've just rounded the corner and Mike just hit a wall. That's true. So I'm, I'm just saying. So and, and as Mike had said in, in a previous podcast, he's now firmly in my rear view mirror. Now the problem is you're, instead of looking forward, you're looking behind to look at the crash, and you're probably going to hit a wall. Oh, absolutely. And then it's going to be Talladega Nights. You guys will be running out of your cars. Ricky Bobby. Okay. Which is not Formula One. No, but still, whatever. All right, on we go uh, to winners. On, on to winners. Um, again, some massive numbers here. Some massive pluses. We've, we had massive minuses and Bowlby had at number three it had a plus six and a half point uh week congratulations Bowlby even though he kind of dropped a little bit last night didn't he no he went, no, up, he went up two, two. I'm but, sorry I was looking at Nick but for, for Bowlby what's more important is this is his second week in a row that he's a winner so yeah you know building blocks here towards being a top five and hopefully top three manager again is he is trending in the right direction so two weeks in a row uh, he's been a winner, and we also have another manager um, who is our top winner we'll talk about in a sec, who's done it two weeks in a row as well. Our second place winner this year, this week, uh, is PMF. He went up uh, plus 11 for the week. That's remarkable. But most in one week. But most importantly, it's not you know how much he jumped. It's where he's placed right now. He is our – I don't think he's been in first all year. No. So it's, 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 it's amazing. Marshall, congratulations. You currently – are in first place with 111 points. But Gibby's not far behind at 110. I'm not far behind. Marshawn's not far behind. And Heisenberg could make the jump of the week. My prediction of the week is that Heisenberg's in first place by the end. Oh, of you're the making the prognostications now. I, I'm going to do mine after after we say the, the biggest winner of the week. Your prognostications are spot on. Uh, listening back to some of the old podcasts, you, you should be uh, hired by Sportsnet. Well, yeah, I'm like Nostradamus. You've gotten one thing right this year. 
But really? Which was that one thing? I don't think it's our main topic. Oh, that's it's true. There we go. Topic. There we go. And I want you to say who's the the top winner? Heisenberg plus thirteen point five. So Heisenberg this week plus thirteen point five, and now he's in the running. Last week Heisenberg went plus nine point five. So oh if I do the math right, that is a jump of 23 points in two weeks yeah that's a remarkable so let's just delve a little bit deeper into his team here as well who's clicking for him right now austin matthews is back yeah so that's the number one thing so if we go back over the last let's do the last seven here yeah he's sagan's he's got four points panarin four points and the cooch cooch has got back. eight my goodness so and then Braden point so when you get Oh, and he picked up Alex Tuck, who has seven points on the week. Did he get him before? I don't I, know. I don't know. But so when you've got a team, and we've talked about how good his team is, I mean, uh, he's we, got a we've great talked team. about it too much, yeah. how good his team is. But when you get Matthews back, Sagan starts clicking, Panarin's clicking, Kucherov is clicking, Hoffman's been on fire this year, uh, and Braden Point is on fire. Then we're seeing how this guy is jumping now. How's his goaltending, though? I think he has to address that. Well, that's what my next question was. What, is, what does he need to do in order to keep this push going? Um, he needs to trade for a goalie. Yeah. Corey Crawford's not good enough. Louis Domingue isn't good enough. And John Gibson is good, but he's on a terrible team. So I, I think his next step is to make a move for a goalie. Yeah. Like, uh, like who? Who do you think would be uh, somebody he could seek out? I, you know what? We already did the dating episode. Oh, that's I'm true. Not, I'm not doing. You're not doing again. the dance thing anymore. I'm not managing other people. But he's either. got he's got some people again that he he may have some space that he could could uh, free up by uh, trading away a, a player that that uh, that he doesn't necessarily need. How is he for plus minus? By the way, I think let's just let's see. Let's see. I know we're moving into the dating game thing here in, uh, with Heisenberg, but uh, with a, with a plus twenty three over two weeks, I mean. He's, he's good on his forward he's good, positions. Yeah. He's way over on defense, so, way under on goalies. So he may want to ship um, a D away or something like that. Who knows? Kudobin is available. There we go. And uh, he's right on. You know, Kudobin's a kind of a the type of goal you'd want to trade for a point or a Kucherov. So before we get to our topic uh, du jour uh, or of the day or of the week here, is I want to do my, my weekly prognostication here. All right. Okay, I'm so excited you, about that. You, what was yours again? I think I said that Heisenberg would be in first place. You, you're calling Heisenberg in first place. Yep. What's your guess for the week? My guess is you're going to see Marchand in first, but, mm. but it's going to be because he makes a deal this week. That's what's happening. Marchand's going to pull the trigger. He's going to do a deal. He's going to address some, um, he's going to address some of the issues okay that of his team his some deficiencies pull a shoot make a deal and then he is going to be in first this time next week okay let's uh let's see who's going to be right on this one we we might both be wrong actually we probably both will be wrong however uh let's let's see what happens in the next seven at least minutes. i'm consistent i'm more consistently wrong than i'm right this is true all right very true so let's um we're going to get into our main topic now uh menage a trois which is the top lines in the nhl i'm looking forward to talking about this one Okay, here we go uh, with Menage a Trois. And Angelo, I've just been noticing that your phone's been buzzing a, uh, a lot. You're on your phone during the episode. What's going on? 
What is happening here? I, I want to actually know what is 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 your wife texting you? Nope. nope. Is 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 everything okay with the kids? Everything's fine. Um, I'm, all I will say is that one of eleven people that we are all intertwined with is texting me with some ideas, and I can't say any more than that. Uh, as an insider, I cannot reveal my source that there is some discussion of some possible trade activity. Is, 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 and we're, we don't do this live. This is not like live streamed on, on, on the web or something like this. Is, is somebody must be completely tuned in to what uh, this week's episode's about. You know, what's, you know what I find torturous is that if we listen back about 20 minutes ago, I said that I'm really happy with my team. Oh, yeah. And I'm not yeah. making a trade. trade. And then my phone buzzes, and I'm looking at it while we're taping this. And, and now I just want this thing to be over so I can negotiate a trade that's not going to help my team. Yeah, but but ultimately, though, knowing you and, and knowing the trades that you do and how much you love to trade, intriguing you with a trade offer doesn't take a whole lot. I know. Right? So random manager. Random. Who, stop texting me. Um, Leave me alone. I'm saying it's Bulby. Yep, it's Bulby. All right, here we go. Sure, it's bold. Here we go. Menage a trois. So I've got a spreadsheet. Again, I've got another. Yeah, okay. I've got, an, uh, <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet in front of me. Uh, what do you think of my, my spreadsheet layout? I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Nice colors. Thank nice. you. Uh, it's very brief. I think it's good. But let's get into these. Okay, I so can speak. These are my speaking points. It is. We're talking about top lines. It's very obvious. You tell me the top two lines of the NHL. Like, there's just no doubt. Uh, well, it's Colorado is number one, without a doubt. And uh, Calgary? So no, Calgary's moving up there. So our number one, I, I just want to say, I, I what I did was I looked at... What did you do first? Yeah, I looked at all the st statistical categories, but then I, I looked at, at um, how each player on the line ranks, and then I took the average rank, and that's okay. how I came up with the top line. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen this. Landeskog, McKinnon, and Rantanen. Yeah. As of 24 hours ago, we're all ranked number one in their position. Yeah, it's in, in, incredible. And I just I just did the the, the calculations this morning again because I had I uh, in, in preparation for recording a little bit earlier this week they had changed, and the and in a couple of days this had gone up their point totals the cumulative point totals had gone up 12 points in two days. Yeah, they're, they're um, amazing. It's just so with that line with Lance, uh, Landis Cog McKinnon I said his name right yep. and Rantanen. They're at a, a, a 43 goals in total, 68 assists, 34 power play points, and 111 points in total. That looks a lot like what Wayne Gretzky did on his own oh, at this point. That's true. But, yeah, so we've talked about them a lot, but they, there's no question, hands down, the best line in the NHL, bar none. Our second one, surprisingly, because Bergeron's been injured. Yeah, and see, this is the – yeah, Boston, go ahead, yeah. But Boston, statistically, uh, those guys rank uh, – overall an average of eight in their positions and that's with Bergeron being off for two weeks so Bergeron's fallen to 16 yeah but Marchand is ranked fifth Pasternak is ranked second um they have 217 shots on net even though Bergeron's been injured so that's still statistically they rank second I know you disagree with me who do you believe is the second I said Calgary just on the sheer fact that they have one more point and and with with Bergeron being out, I mean, like no one's doubting. Like Boston, that line is a is a beast, right? Thirty four goals, forty three assists, thirty four power play points, seventy seven points. I had Calgary just as 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 one, just based on points. And maybe that's an unfair. They have thirty three goals, forty five assists, twenty seven power play points. So they're not as effective on the power play. 
for sure, uh, but they have 78 points in total. So uh, for me, it's kind of a bit of a toss-up. But but um, in, a, in a week's time, Calgary will be ahead. So, but it, as yeah, soon as Bergeron maybe. gets back, yeah, I, given yeah. a choice, I would take a player from the Boston line True. over the Calgary. Line. Yeah. So you, that means you're not willing, you're not interested in Lindholm trade within Lindholm. No, no, not at all. Really? Nope. Nope. Why? Wow. I'm not making any trades. I'm not not make, at all. Don't eh? make any trades. Okay. So not even with Bowlby. Maybe. Let's get into our. Fourth ranked line based on based on your findings. You're saying Winnipeg, right? No, no. Who are I you uh, I have uh, Columbus. Ah, I've got Columbus as my fifth ranked line. So I got Columbus as my fourth. Uh, we've got uh, Pierre Marc or Pierre Luc Dubois. Pierre Luc Dubois. Dubois. Panarin and Atkinson. They, yeah. Their average rank is uh, 14th in the pool. For me, uh, it's. This is the year that Dubois breaks out as a star. Yeah. Um, he's anchoring that line. He's ranked at 17. Panarin's getting a lot of points, but he never ranks really high in the pool. No. It's strange. So he's at 24th. But uh, Cam Atkinson's amazing, ranked second. So that line to me is a top five line for wasn't sure. He, wasn't he dropped just uh, – Yeah. He was dropped this – I think Aiden picked him up. I yeah, think. I, this is this is. Let's just just ch- quickly check this because because when 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 I went uh, to do the, some of these calculations here and some of these the stat pieces here, um, I you start noticing some names that have been dropped. Like you know, I noticed Skinner, right? You notice mm-hmm. Atkinson. You you, you notice you know notice. Uh, I'm not I, well. Eilers was dropped, but then he was picked up again and yep. then traded. But you notice some names. Interestingly enough, on the uh, on 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 the on this these these top lines that have been been dropped. So it's just it was just an interesting observation. Yes. So let's let's move on. It is you know, and I, I wonder. Uh, I want to talk about Winnipeg in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so for me, the number four line is actually from Tampa Bay. Oh really? Yes, but it's not who you would think it is. It's Tyler Johnson, Yanni Gord. And Braden Point, they have an average rank of 13. Uh, with Johnson being the weak link, he's ranking 33rd. But Gord is fourth, and Braden Point is second. So for me, that is a huge surprise because I figured it would have been Kucherov, Stamkos, and Miller. Well, see, I went on. I went on again. Their top, the current top line is Gord, Stamkos, Miller. That's that's from from uh, left wing lock, right? I, that's the that's the line that that was last updated at the point when I did that. Uh, from the from the pre and that and their total again is sixty points. So, you know, you're, you're looking at Miller being a, a bit of the weaker link, and those those players don't put up the same amount of goals as I would say Kucherov or or uh, um, who else, right? So, yeah. So so our lines are a little bit different, but I use Johnson. left wing lock as well. Yeah. Um, and what it shows is that Tampa's mixing their lines up clearly because I was using left wing lock and I was oh that's I was interesting sorting by some different. Uh, you know, the last three games, the yeah. latest lineup, all of those things. Are yeah, same here. You were doing. Yeah, so we just did it at different times, and it's just showing that Tampa Bay's really messing with their lines. But they've got, you know, the uh, do they have the best top six in the league? Uh, uh, Winnipeg, yeah, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're, they're Okay, there, so, right? so we agree that Tampa Bay's got some good, solid players there. I, I think it's Johnson, Gord, Point. You yeah. have a little bit of a change, but th- yeah. they would be a top ten line for sure. That's right. Okay, talk to me about somebody else. Uh, we we've done Columbus. How about we go to my number five, right? Which is Buffalo. I've got them at six. So you got them close. at six. Yep. Okay, so we're pretty close. I mean, do you have Pominville uh, as a right winger? No, I have uh, Reinhardt. So Skinner, I call Reinhardt. Twenty-seven goals, forty-five assists, twenty-one power play points, seventy-two points. Uh, and I mean, a good chunk of those goals are coming from Skinner. He that the, the guy is just. Was it? Is it eighteen goals? I yeah, think I, I something like so. something like that. Is it second? Yeah, 
it's, it's completely ridiculous. So who do you have uh, for that lineup? Well, I have Pominville at the right wing. And again, this is, um, I think they're trying to, they're playing around with the, the ideal right winger. Certainly Eichel 19. and Skinner are sticking together. 19 goals for Skinner. Yeah. So those two are, I mean, that chemistry is, is undeniable. And then I think they're going between Reinhardt and Pominville. So I had Pominville in. He's ranked 22nd. As a line, That those three rank uh, on average of uh, 15. Do you want to talk about Zoltok's uh, drop and add then? That fits nicely into to, uh, the ranking of Buffalo here at 5 or 6 for us. You know what? Can we hold off on that? He's dropped Palmonville, but uh, I want to talk about his ad this morning. Oh, okay, I, I think it's a really smart ad, yeah. but we're going to get to that line okay. uh, in just a second. So um, I'm going to give you what are we at? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, we're at 6 or 7. The 6th ranked six. line yeah. for me uh, is in Carolina. Oh, interesting. Aho, Furland, and uh, Teravine, and they've got an average rank of 16. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite. Maybe I should have added more teams here. I just kind of picked like some of them that are running at the top. I have Winnipeg right now. Winnipeg uh, is is for me is is my six. But uh, let's take a look at your Carolina here for a little bit deeper. So you uh, have again, sorry. Um, Aho, Aho ranked, Furland, yeah, uh, 12, Furland at 26, and Teravine at 11. So yeah. they average out at 16. They're putting up 58 points plus 13, 19 power play points. So that's a pretty good line. That's yeah, it's a pretty good line. Yeah, and yep. let's go to your your next one because I don't have I didn't add that one to my list. For for me, this line is underperforming. Uh, they should be a top three line, but that's Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, and uh, Radulov. They seem to be catching their. Uh, the, well, especially say right after now. after this, you know, the past seven games that Sagan's had, right? We just mentioned that. Well, the other thing is, like, they've shot 228 shots at the net. They should be getting a lot more goals. So they've had uh, some puck luck that's not on their side. But right now, I think that, that that line's turning it around. So I see that line being a top five line for sure by the end of the year. Um, but they definitely were in my top ten. All right. So you want to talk about Winnipeg? I want to talk about Winnipeg. So I have Eilers, Shifley, and Wheeler uh, running at, at, at the top line. Who do you have? Who did you count? Uh, same. Okay. I've got the same, but uh, for me, the weak link there is um, Ehlers. He got, a, he got a, uh, yeah. a hat trick last night, so maybe that made a difference. But for me, that kid has underperformed all year, especially when you have um, Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler on your line. You should be scoring way more than your scoring yeah teams. it uh to be honest with you again yeah he, he should be putting in he's had an ultra slow uh start uh he's ranked 41 in that's uh, that position but uh you know but even that being said right 70 points in total from that line they have 26 power play points most of that's obviously coming from shifley and wheeler yeah so um are there any lines you really want to get into um in more depth here, or you want to just throw out some teams and some lines that you have found that have been pretty good? Uh, can, can we talk about Washington a little bit? Or yeah. do you want to save Washington? No, let's do Washington. For yeah, me, the Washington is one that I think is a, is a, is, is a bit bit under, I mean, in a sense. Like, I had them ranked at, well, I don't think something like 7th or something, but, I mean, they they're, they're little, they little can be farther down than that. For, for me, this is the line to watch in the second half of the yeah. season or the last 70%. I didn't think Tom Wilson was a very good player. But no. He obviously creates some space for Ovechkin and Backstrom because uh, since his return, that line has been one of the best in the NHL. They rank at 22 right now, but Wilson missed 14 games. So uh, he is the difference maker there. So Backstrom, Ovechkin, and, and Wilson to me uh, are the line to watch. And that goes into Robica's pickup this morning. Yeah, which is he – I think, again – I agree with you. This is a smart move. You know, it frees up. Uh, he dropped Palmaville to get uh, Wilson, who's coming back after his prolonged absence. Absence. Th that's a line right now 
uh, if you take a look at it, that has uh, 30 goals, 38 assists, and 27 power play points. Yeah. But you're going to see that change very quickly. Yep. Some honorable mentions, or do we have any big lines? Uh, San Jose. Yeah, let's talk about San Jose. You have Kane, Pavelski, and Donskoy. Yeah. I have uh, Couture, Hurdle, and Meyer. Okay. As, as my San Jose line, especially with Hurdle and Meyer, those are two young guns. Uh, they're the new San Jose, the new look of San yeah. Jose, in my opinion. Uh, and they have an average rank of 22. So, that's again, that's a really solid um, top six that we're talking about. We're not even talking about Joe Thornton. No. Like, you know, or Brent Burns or, or Eric yeah, Carlson, Carlson or, or anybody else, right, yeah. in terms of their top top line. The way that I looked at the top line, too, is is who um, – and I think you did it a little bit differently. You, you, you took you took the, uh, the, the top performing line, and I'm looking at the best number one line as well. So I took yeah. it a little bit differently in that sense. Um, but, again, I look at, you know, Kane Pavelski – uh, Donskoy has uh, 30 goals, 20 assists, 13 power play points, and 48 points. Um, y- y- and then y- your 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 total is that uh, clearly. I think you know their second line is 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 a bit outperforming their first. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Uh, you know what? You could pick either line. They're both great. Yeah. Um, for me, some honorable mentions if I can throw them out there. But I do want to talk about one line that I find really exciting. Um, so some honorable mentions for me: Minnesota, Stahl, Zucker, Granlund. Uh, Florida, Barkov, Hoffman, Dadanov, yeah. uh, Toronto, uh, Tavares, and Marner. What chemistry those two have. And they've got Zach Hyman in there. I actually don't know a lot about Zach Hyman, but clearly he no. plays an important role on that line. So those are three lines that I would like to throw in there. Uh, you want to talk about any? What about Nashville with Forsberg, uh, Johansson, and Watson? Um, yep. That's an interesting, you know, with, they have, I think, again, a little bit, maybe a little bit underperforming, and you may see something start up a little bit with 49 points in total. Well, here's the thing with that line, and, and I know this because I have a guy on IR, but yeah. uh, that line would be one of the top performing lines, but Watson wouldn't be on if Victor Arvidsson would. And Victor Arvidsson and Forsberg play unbelievable together. Yeah. They're a great tandem. Um, so can I talk about a line that I think is super exciting? Yeah, absolutely. As an Ottawa Senators fan, I, I do find uh, Colin White... Uh, Brady Kachuk and uh, Mark Stone. Yeah, that line is. Un- they are putting up huge points. Right now, they have an average rank of 26. Uh, Mark Stone is uh, ranked sixth. They've put up 60 points plus 19, 16 power play points. Uh, and you've got two kids here. I think what what is uh, Colin White 20 years old? Yeah, and Brady Kachuk is 18 years old. So as an Ottawa Senators fan, that's a line that I find really exciting. And then they've got. Talk about top six. They're one of the. I, they might be the top scoring team in the NHL. They've got Matt Duchesne, uh, Drake Batherson, and then their uh, you know their other forward is kind of being rotated in right now. But that is a really exciting team to watch. Did you? Uh, are you finding a bit um, of Stone season a bit of a surprise? You know, if you look at like for me, I I, I kind of am. Like I steered steered clear of them in in the draft, but like. Um, because just because again, I think part of it is because of him being on Ottawa, right? But I, I, for me, it's a it's a bit of a shocker. So he was hurt last year, but he was on an eighty point pace. He was a point a player game, and um, <clears throat> if you follow any of these fancy hockey stats guys on uh, social media, he ranks amongst the top wingers and top players uh, in the NHL in terms of uh, possession time, offensive zone time. So he's the real deal. He's one of the best players in the NHL statistically. When he's healthy, so you and dra- he makes he makes his line mates really good. Yeah, and you drafted him for seventy five. Uh, is he keeper potential or keeper material for you? Absolutely, yeah. If he if he plays on this line and he's healthy and he resigns, uh, he would definitely be someone that I'm looking at to keep. That's interesting. 
Yeah. So any um, other honorable mentions that you want? I think so. I think, uh, well, I'm going to say some second half lines to watch. So Ovi, Backstrom, and Wilson to me are the number one line to watch. Uh, for me, in, in Nashville, once Arvidsson gets uh, healthy, I think uh, Johansson, Forsberg, and Arvidsson are a line to watch. But um, New Jersey, we haven't talked about them. Their top line, Taylor Hall and Kyle Palmieri, have been healthy all year. But uh, Nico Heischer was on IR for quite a while. So for me, I yeah. see that line making a big difference for them. Do you see him um, also in the next couple of years kind of really maturing and, and becoming a better fantasy hockey player? Well, he was a number one overall pick, and, and he was picked because he can score goals. So I think that has to happen, absolutely. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah, so I think – and then um, also I'm really curious about Pittsburgh. So we know that Malkin and Kessel, when they can get along, are really, really strong yeah. as a line. It's just Will Tanner Pearson – fit in as a left winger for that line. They need to find a left winger. Yeah, they don't really have the depth there, do they? No, and there's uh, there's a couple teams that really stood out when, when I was looking at this. Maybe you felt the same. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, their top six is not impressive. Who is Dominic Simon, right? Who is, you know, Dominic Simon? Have you ever heard of Dominic no, Simon? No, I haven't. And I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just, again, I'm taking a look at this, and I'm trying to, like, there's there's some, their names, There's they have two players Two players on, on in their top six that really I don't have any understanding of or connection to or even really know of, and then you know Jake Gunsel here is he's not really a top a, a, a number one line. He's only ever put up points because I mean, of Crosby. Exactly. Um, so and then so they've they've moved this Zach Ash, Aston Reese into the top six at some point. Brian Rust. These are not top. Six no, players. these aren't. So that was one team that I found very shocking, and the other one was obviously the Edmonton Oilers that we've talked about. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so that kind of goes without saying, Connor too. Connor McDavid playing with um, Leon Dreisaitl yeah. or with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. But Alex Chason, who yeah. was um, – yeah. he was dropped from Ottawa, picked up by Calgary, dropped by Calgary – Picked up by Edmonton, and now he's a number one uh, winger for... Yeah, he's on, on, on with McDavid. And we see where Lucic is now, too, on the third line, and Polviari is... is He's, I mean, I don't know. It's, that, again, seems some a team that's really bouncing around lines. Yep, so and, I, I mean, I look, at those, I look yeah. at those two teams as having a real hard time. I'm sure Mike Hughes wants us to talk about Vancouver, but uh, I looked at them and I couldn't actually... I didn't even know... Some of the players on their top line. Yeah, I, I'm. So let's do this. We'll do know, this for Mike. Brand, I mean, you look at Brandon Leipzig as a number one left winger. He's he's a. Yep. You know, he's an amazing player. Yeah. And, and Nikolai Goldobin. Gold uh, Goldobin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Antoine Roussel, Louis Erickson. Pedersen. Yeah, they have Pedersen and and, and uh, their second lines decent. I don't know. Again, Goldobin and Bozer is, is coming back from injury, right? So. I think that their top line, this would be a, a game changer for them if they go Antoine Roussel at left wing, yeah, uh, Marcus Granlin at center, and then Sam Gagne uh, as their as their top. They line. They should do that. They could win a lot. I think they could win a lot. Mike, with that. tell uh, whoever's coaching the Vancouver yeah. Canucks that that's a exactly. good idea. So yeah, that's a, that's what I've got for for research. We agree on the top three as um, Colorado, without a doubt, and take your pick for Boston and Calgary. Okay. And but then but we're we're fairly consistent, we, seeing as though we didn't compare notes before. No, right? that's true. And but can we come back to the to the uh, bet made in an earlier season? Do you think you're going to surpass that wonderful top line in Colorado? It's not Christmas yet, Brent. It's not Christmas, and I said at Christmas, so I still have three weeks for a Christmas miracle. So I need Santa to show up 
and do me some favors. It's going to, yeah, 30 plus favor, points. That favor has to be a um, MCL injury to, <laughs> to Bergeron, and Bergeron to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Bergeron needs the Nancy Kerrigan. Or no. Uh, well, Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding. Uh, he needs the iTanya. Yeah, there you go. Have you seen iTanya? Yeah, it's wonderful. I fell asleep. Did you? I did like the parts. Yeah, it was good. That I saw. It was all right. Tough, tough girl. That's right. Yeah. All right, all right, folks. So next week, what's on tap for episode nineteen? Well, we had talked about doing the backup plan for goalies and how backup goalies have emerged this year. We were going to do that this week. But yeah, we got it. We got, we got, it, we got into the top line thing. Yeah. So let's say the backup plan is our is our topic for next week. But it could be like Matt Damon on uh, that. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. Oh, yeah, there we go. Right? Where we always run out of time and we don't ever talk about the backup goals. That's right. Have I a good weekend, boys. Yep. All right. See you later.